Alternative Radio. Because it's sports talk with Cooper and Big Man. All right, ladies and gentlemen, time once again for sports talk with Cooper and Big Man. This is Big Man joining me, of course, as always, is my brother Cooper. Cooper. It's recap of WrestleMania time. You ready? I'm ready, bro. I've been ready for a couple days now. I'm excited. Let's do this. Yes, sir. Night one, we had first off was the match for the United States Championship. Austin Theory taking on the legend John Cena. Theory, though, thanks to um, distractions of the ref, well, actually dazing out the ref with, (laughs) with a hit, ended up... Causing a low blow to Cena to pick up his A-Town down victory on Cena to retain as United States champion. Cooper, your thoughts? The only thought I have is he bit him in the damn ear, bro. Yeah, he went Mike Tyson like, on him. What is that? You <laughs> bit the dude in the ear. You full on pulled a Mike Tyson on him. And I, I don't Would know. Would also bite dude. him in the hand at one point, too, when he went for the STFU. I really think that there he had to... Pull off all the horrible stunts to actually get this win. But, I mean, it's like you said. It's like you said about, you know, putting him, putting him over. They had to, he had to win this match. So. I know, but at the same time, I don't feel like he was put over, though. No. Because he had to be shysty about it. I still yeah. don't think of him as a good competitor. If you would have had him just beat Cena... Even if you just had him do a, a roll-up on Cena, like out of nowhere, just kind of small package roll-up or something, where it just shocks everybody. You're like, whoa, what is that yeah. kind of deal? Yeah, I agree with you. That would have been just... different, but he, I, you had to stoop to so many stupid tactics to beat Cena. It's just, I don't know. It's, when Cena doesn't wrestle anymore very often. Well, yeah, let's be honest. Cena is an old man. Well, a very old and, man. Uh... That's... Portrayed by his bald spot in the back of his head. He's better at acting nowadays. And, and uh, yeah, it's it's pretty sad to see him on a, his back half of his career. But, uh, mm-hmm. you know, because I think if it was Theory facing Cena and Cena's prime. Oh, it would have been over. They, it would have been over like that. We would have squashed that. Well, that would have been a squash match and a half. So. I mean, Cena would have F5'd him and then. After the match, probably have fired him again just because he was an arrogant little shit. Yeah, <laughs> just because yeah. you know. Uh, but uh, I don't. I still. I just can't buy into Austin Theory's talent yet. He's getting better on the mic. I'll give him that. But talent wise, I'm not buying him yet. I and mean, he was not done right. I think in that match. Um, I guess because they just didn't think if you're beating Cena, you're not going to beat him. You know, fair and square. Fair and they should have. They should have. Made it more than a you know a fair match. Uh, that's what I'm saying. I don't care for these dirty muffins anymore. Yeah. I don't care for it. You're not Ric Flair. You're not even The Miz or somebody like that. Where you just expect some stupid shit from. Right. Absolutely. And honestly, the whole biting his ear thing. I was like, that's pushing it. Right. So. And then he quite literally bit the hand that fed him. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, all right, next up we had the um, Fatal 4-Way Tag um, Mayhem match, whatever they actually officially called this <laughs> thing. Right. 
Uh, and it would be Braun Strowman and Ricochet taking on the Street Profits, taking Alpha on Alpha Academy, taking on the Viking Raiders. At one point, it did look like the Viking Raiders were actually going to be the ones that took over this match and take care of everybody um, for one small point. Uh, Strowman's um, train even got derailed by Angelo Dawkins at one point. That's something you don't really get to see. Yeah, that was that was crazy, man. He like full on just like oh. shoulder tackle and just. Oh. Um, Alpha Academy had some high moments, but it, in, in the end, it ended up being the Street Profits taking um, advantage of the t- mayhem and coming out victorious. With Cooper, what are your thoughts on the Street Profits? Man, I like it, but I don't. Only because Montez Ford has proven himself as a legit singles competitor. Uh-huh. And I would really like to see where he could go with it. Uh-huh. I mean, is he this generation's Booker T? Could be. I mean... He's more of a high flyer, though, than Booker T was. But I'm just saying the dude is big, he's athletic, and and, and I'm sorry, but he looks like he's been in the gym, too. Yeah, he's, he's so, bulked up a bit more. Yes, sir. That's true. Um... You know, I think that uh, he's got the charisma, he's got the talent, he's got the mic skills. Um, I like to see him as a singles competitor. Uh, Dawkins is cool, but he's injury prone. Yeah. And that's why the Street Profits have not done anything for a while. Right, true. So it's nice to see them back, but... When you when you kind of get this little glimmer of hope to see somebody do something different, and then it just doesn't plan out, because guess who's back? Yeah. It's like, ah. Uh. Absolutely, man. So, I don't know. It's 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 good for the Street Profits for the sole fact that, you know, it makes good for, for good tag team wrestling. But other than that, I'd, like I said, I could care less. Absolutely. All right, man. Next up, we had... I don't think i have this in the right order but we're just gonna go with it mm-hmm. i know what the main event was and that's the most important thing honestly and i gave you the first match let's uh, talk about seth freaking rollins versus logan paul logan paul was out to prove himself as a mainstay for wwe well sort of mainstay but uh right. but uh what was needed to be done by the former architect because i'm calling him former because he's not quite the architect anymore Hopefully he gets back to that at some point because I actually liked that version of Seth Rollins. Not this weird <laughs> thing he's been lately. Anyways, that's besides the point. Rollins would uh, get a good pull on, what was that rapper's name? KSI? Yeah. So he pull KSI onto the table. That would be good enough to get um, uh, Logan Paul all sorts of discombobulated, leading to Seth Rollins getting his win. And ending his losing streak in WrestleMania. Seth Rollins needed this win. and We both said that. Us as fans needed to see Seth Rollins win this. Because yeah. you never like somebody that that is... I'm sorry, but he's still green. Yes, you don't is. like to see somebody that's green come into this business and just take over. Right. And I'm sorry, but Logan Paul... You're not in it for anything other than the money, bro. Yeah. I don't think that you're really, your heart is in the right place with it because, say, tomorrow some other influencer said, hey, I could kick your ass in boxing or UFC, your ass would jump over there and do it. Yeah. You don't have no loyalty to anybody but yourself. 
And the one thing that I like about Seth Rollins is he has loyalty to WWE. He's stuck around even when he wasn't happy with the situation. And he's not even really happy with the, with the situation now, but he puts somebody in his place. Absolutely. I mean, because let's be honest, if anybody deserved the title match against Roman, I I think it'd be Seth. Because Seth has been around for a while, and it, it just, it's a good storyline. But, you know, I digress. Yeah. Uh, Logan Paul has the talent to be a WWE superstar if he dedicated to it, like you said. Yeah. If he wanted to actually dedicate, sign a oh, contract, yeah, and put in the work... Go back down, start at NXT, get some good momentum going at NXT, then come back. Absolutely, I can see 100% working for him. But he's not. As you said, as soon as somebody else, whether it be an actual influencer like you said, it could just be a, a boxer who's wanting to get one more good paycheck because he knows it would get a good purse because of, of his name versus Logan Paul being his name. As an influencer and all that, social media star, whatever you want to call him, yeah. or you know, UFC guy or anything like that, then yeah, he's gonna easily just I'm gone. I'm gonna go get this money because he is. He's all about himself and his brother, which is fine. Do you get your money? But you can't. You can't sit there and sit here and keep winning these matches and taking over. You know, and putting stops to something that don't need to be stopped. Like I said, we need. We got what we needed. We needed Seth Rollins. I know I'm not the biggest advocate for Seth Rollins, but that losing streak needed to end, and thank God they let him end it against Logan Paul, and, because yeah. that's what I was afraid of. Is like you, 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 there's no coming back now in your career if you're Seth Rollins if you lose to Logan Paul and have lost what I believe would have been his fifth straight WrestleMania. It makes you wonder if, I mean, was Seth Rollins? Are they gonna push him now? Are they gonna do something different with him? Because you know, I mean. That he's kind of been on the wayside, on the back burner of things, and even even a mid mid tier card championship. I'd like to see him do something. Yeah, I mean, or be a good way if you want to try to rebuild Austin Theory back up. Have him rival with Rollins yeah. a little bit. You know, have him or have him go take on Gunther on SmackDown. Something. I'm just saying, it's just ridiculous. Yeah. To say the least, but it, it's it's nice to finally see him get that win, and mm-hmm. you know, and Logan Paul, like we said, you know, you're talented, you have the tools to be a WWE superstar, but you don't have the passion, for it. right? So, it's what it is, and other than the fact that it just irritated you beyond hell that he came down on the zip line. Oh, dude, I was screaming at the TV. I was like, you're not Shawn Michaels. What the hell are you doing? This is bullshit. Because it's just, there's certain things you don't do, and I don't think that that should have been done. I, you're, you're nowhere near, you can't even lace his boots. Nope. So. I sure would love to see Sweet Chin Music done to him, though. Yeah, me too. <laughs> Anyways, uh, moving on, let's talk about the six-woman tag match that featured these women's tag champions, Lita and Becky Lynch, teaming up with Trish Stratus to take on Damage Control, featuring Ooh. Bailey, Dakota Kai, and Io Sky. Boy, howdy, we got some throwback wrestling, bro. Dude. We went back to the early 2000s, late 90s, early 2000s, man. Dude. I was in love. I felt like a, a teenager again. Woo! Woo! Boy. It was fun. 
Got to see the chick kick. Little satisfaction. Yes, it was sir. all sorts of good stuff going on there. Um, and then you know, Lita had some good spots. Lita kind of had a little bit off spots too, which was kind of yeah, surprising. Dude, like she she just wasn't like as fast as she normally is. Well, I mean, um, she is I mean, I know 40s. she's getting older, but I mean, it's just like kind of rusty a little bit. But it was it was still cool. Yeah, it was mud. I was like, wow, we just really went hitting the but rewind button. Trish Stratus, dude, that chick looked like she could still she could still go with the best of them, man. She could. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'd like to see Trish Stratus versus Charlotte Flair. Come oh, on, man, be, give me that. That'd be a hell of a match. I'd love to see that one. All right, next up, we finally had what was coming to a head at some point: Mysterio versus Mysterio, father versus son, Ray taking on Dominique. Uh, Dominique, of course, was up to his old weird antics, but he went solo pretty much the whole way until, of course, there was a little helping out by Judgment Day, though the Latino World Order came to help even the odds and make it where Ray took on Dominique one-on-one officially, and Ray would beat his son at WrestleMania. This had to happen, dude. Mm-hmm. Um, every parent in the world that has a kid to just just, you know, they deserve that little ass kicking every now and then. Mm-hmm. We were all rooting for him, so <laughs> there you go. That's right. Um, but, yeah, with him winning the, you know, getting the Hall of Fame and all that, you know, I mean, it, it, was, it was meant to happen. And I don't know, man. I hope that whatever they do with Dominic from now, maybe they switch his character up a little bit. Let's change him up, man. I mean, because, let's be honest, this Judgment Day thing with Dominic ain't really working out in his favor. I mean, come on, dude. I mean, if you're, you know, if you're going to push the kid on something, make him be a baby face. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, that's, that's his dad's whole career. His dad was never a bad guy. And, you know, if, if he ever wants to take over the mask... He's gonna have to. He's gonna have to go back to being good. Yeah. Absolutely. So we'll see what happens. All right, sir. And what a lot of people would consider probably the match of the night and should have been the main event. We had the women's SmackDown Championship: Charlotte Flair taking on Rhea Ripley, and Ripley was ready for this opportunity and moment, and she stepped up big time to the plate and smacked it out of the ballpark with the huge victory over Charlotte Flair. This match was wild, dude. Uh, these women beat the holy hell out of each other. And there was no stone left unturned. So hats off to Rhea because she did it, dude. Mm-hmm. There was no help from anybody. There was no nothing. She went out there and she she put her big girl panties on and kicked some ass, man. Cool. Absolutely. It was fantastic. It was great to watch. Uh, you know, it's a bit of a shocker, of course, because, you know, as we all know, when it comes to the premium live events, when there's a championship on the line, we rarely see Charlotte Flair lose, especially when it's one-on-one. So, it's... I mean, like, <laughs> that, like the interview with Colin, what what did she say? It was seven years straight she'd been to WrestleMania. Either she was the champion or the challenger. Yeah. So, I mean, this... This was like, you gotta come out. You gotta come out of it in a different way, mm-hmm. and 
you know, I, I don't think she said anything bad about her when, when he brought it up to her about yeah. Rhea. Uh, it was just more or less, I know where I'm at, she knows where she's at, and it's going to be a good match. Yeah. And uh, I think that uh, if anything, Rhea's earned everyone's respect. Absolutely. And uh, let's go. Let's go SmackDown. Let's go SmackDown Women's Champion. This is awesome. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, something new. Absolutely, man. I mean, this is going to be an interesting SmackDown moving forward um, with your new champion, Rhea Ripley. All right. We did have a little bit of an impromptu match. We had the return of Pat McAfee. Has he got to beat up the Miz? I swear, dude. You were like a little kid, man. <laughs> if you could have seen the expression or just like whatever, dude. He jumped out of his seat and he's like, Pat! And I'm like, oh my God, dude. <laughs> I couldn't tell who's more excited, me or Michael Cole. <laughs> right? Because <laughs> we're just like, yeah! <laughs> That's just fantastic stuff. I mean, I've just been like, where's Pat Ben? We, we're not having Pat at commentary? What's going on? I was bitching. And what's funny is I was bitching about it right up until all of a sudden we just hear his shit come on him. And he's like, Pat! It's freaking funny, dude. And I just love it, man. Because I, I like Pat. I love his energy. And he brings a lot to the commentary table. He does, man. Corey Graves just irritates the fuck out of me, dude. <laughs> So it's kind of nice just to have Pat there because he brings a different energy. He definitely does. And shit, I mean, my, it's weird because Michael Cole's been the happiest I've heard him ever be since, you know, you know, um, after their so-called feud between him and Larry Lawler. Yeah. He, his, he, because you could tell by his, how he was after that because, you know, they made it, oh, we were so bad. And then they became good friends after them, their fight, technically. And you can tell he was, you know, you know, he was good mood, happy all the time. And then when they made the changes and then Lawler went from, you know, being on the commentary table to the pre-show stuff, you can tell by his demeanor, it's like Colt's like, sometimes it didn't seem He's like wore he wore out, man. Wore yeah. out and he didn't have the he didn't heart. Have the, didn't have the inspiration for it. And then they brought Colt, they brought Pat in and all of a sudden you Freaking Cole is just like, oh my god, yes, everybody's just like. Well, I mean, well, how, how many commentators do you know that'll get up and dance to freaking music and shit <laughs> and just do some of the shit he does or say some of the shit he does? <laughs> what was it the um, the pay per view he did do commentating for last? He said something about on the cock. Peacock. Uh, oh, that was the rumble because he came yeah. out. To do the commentary, commentary for like, the rumble. He's like on the cock or something. Yeah, he like, said something about being on the cock, and we're like, uh, and then he, then he says, you know, when you peacock, but you know, <laughs> like, Pat, that's amazing. Do it again. All right, man. So yeah, because he was talking shit about Dominic and whatnot, and talking about yeah, <laughs> yeah, it, it was funny. It was great stuff. All right, so the the main event, the main event was still pretty good. We'll give it that. Charlotte, Rhea, still to me, should have been the main event because it was still the better match. But yeah. it was a good match nonetheless. The Undisputed Tag Championships, the Usos taking on Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens. And Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn were put through the ringer and somehow, someway had enough to pull off the victory and become the new Undisputed 
tag champs. Cooper, your thoughts? Freaking awesome, dude! Uh, <clears throat> what a way to what a way to get some redemption after everything Sami Zayn has been through. Mm-hmm. Um, and to see him and Kevin Owens back being buddies again, it, it's nice. And then to be able to finally end the reign of of the Usos that have been the tag team champs for over a thousand days. I mean, come on, bro. Fair enough. I mean, it's it's about damn time, to be honest. About damn time. It was. It was unbelievable. And there were a few instances where it sure looked like that maybe Jay was going to turn on Jimmy because the way he was walking around Jimmy when they were getting ready to set up for, you know, dual hits on Sammy, but he never did. But then all of a sudden, but... How does Sammy kept kicking out of some of that shit? It's I just... have no idea, dude. That whole that whole freaking pay per view, like every match, there was finisher after finisher on people, and it was just like they kept kicking out, kept doing it, and it's like I think Cody Rhodes has a little bit of, you know, like his little uh, thing he does in AEW with all the the finishers and how everybody kicks out and they mm-hmm. they're pushing these matches. He has a little bit of a you know he's in somebody's ear about that. Yeah, probably. I think that uh yeah, cause it, it was a lot better. The matches were a lot better and there was not much storyline. It was it was more they got in the ring, they got to business, and they did what they had to do mm-hmm. during WrestleMania. And for me, as a wrestling fan, that's pretty cool. Absolutely. So, so that was just night one. Yeah. <laughs> Prepare for night two, people, because that's what we got to do now. Night one or night two started off, of course, with Brock Lesnar taking on almost, almost kind of ragdolled Lesnar for a little bit, but it would just take one F five to put down the Nigerian giant. Cooper, your thoughts? Uh. A lackluster, dude. Oh, absolutely. I don't even care for this match. I didn't care for it when it, when they brought it out. Mm-hmm. I was like, is this a joke? I mean, I thought this was like something just like a meme or something. Like, okay. Right. But it was true. And I'm like, are you serious? And then just to watch it, I'm like thinking, Brock Lesnar, all he has to do is get his hands on you and you're done, dude. I don't care how big you are or whatever your deal is. So like mm-hmm. we said, he he has no talent. No, he's not he's not in Brock Lesnar's league or yeah. atmosphere, or any of it, dude. I mean, he can't even you can't even say Brock Lesnar and him and almost in the same breath and and feel the same way about it. It's like all right, it, it, this was just a match that was thrown together, and we know by who, and we'll talk about that later. Yeah. Um, it, but it, it didn't make sense. And it definitely did not deserve to kick off night two no. of WrestleMania. Cause it shouldn't have even been on the pay-per-view. It really shouldn't have. But I, I would have rather seen it get switched out with Seth Rollins versus Logan Paul or Mysterio versus Mysterio. Yeah. Those are way better matches to kick off night two. Right. You know, I mean, shit, dude. It's just unbelievably stupid. It's just like, come on. And it that, seemed like it was a really... Quick match. It pretty much was. I mean, you know, after a little bit of ragdolling, Lesnar got his shit together, threw a couple of threw him around a couple times with some German suplexes, and then managed to get a F five done on him and took care of business. So, I mean, it was nothing. I mean, MVP didn't even like do anything to like help almost. 
I mean, it's like, dude, where, where's MVP at to try to at least do something for him? Yeah. But there was nothing. That whole thing was just a... It's a joke. Joke. So night two technically started. No, I'm kidding. Yeah. <laughs> uh, with the fatal four-way match for the women's side, Liv Morgan and Raquel Rodriguez versus Natalia and Shotzi versus Sonya Deville and Chelsea Green versus Ronda Rousey and Shayna Baszler. How none of these women have tag team title names is beyond me. But here we are. <laughs> I just yeah. had to name eight different women because that's the way they hate me. Right. <laughs> but anyways, I digress. So let's talk about this one. This had some good qualities. Uh, I think I actually enjoyed this one a little bit better than the men's Fatal 4-Way. Because um, I think all the women really put on a nice show. I mean, granted, yes, the men's you know had some good high-flying stuff. But I think every woman who got an opportunity to do something took their opportunity and did well with it. So I really appreciated everyone who did it. Of course, though, when it came down to business, it ended up being Ronda Rousey and Shayna Baszler taking off the win. Cooper, your thoughts? Yeah, man. It was a good match all the way around. Um, and you know what the women do. They always they always try and outdo the men. And they Constantly. usually do. That's where it's like, you guys need to step up your game because they, they kick ass every time they're out there, dude. Mm-hmm. So... Um, and the fact that it 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 was like a little footnote that freaking Brock Lesnar was out there just before that because usually when a Brock Lesnar match happens, it's kind of hard to follow it sometimes. Mm-hmm. Or sometimes sometimes people are pissed off because he won, or some some type of mood in the atmosphere. But it was kind of like, okay, let's move on. Yeah. But it was a good match. Um, I'm happy to see Shayna and and Ronda win this. Um, would I rather see them face each other? Yeah. Absolutely. But uh, you know, to have them as a tag team, maybe maybe win the tag titles there for a little while, and then maybe turn on each other. Why not? Absolutely. I mean, I'm looking forward to what this ends up happening. Of course, that does mean at some point they might end up beating Lita and Lynch, which will kind of be of a bummer. But still, um, yeah, it's definitely going to be interesting to see what happens with the tag title and women's tag division moving forward. All right, sir. Next up, I believe was the Raw Women's Championship match: Bianca Belair taking on Oscar. And right out the gate, Oscar was ready for Belair, and Belair tried to get the upper hand quickly by getting after Oscar quickly and early in the match. But Oscar, of course, would do Oscar things and kind of get the match back to her level of pace and opportunities. But Submissions, it would be, all sorts of stuff. Absolutely, man, yeah. but it would be Belair able to retain her title. Yeah, man. Um, I don't know. I mean, she's proven herself. Let, let's give her that. Mm-hmm. But like, like I've, I've said before, I'm tired of seeing these titles be held for... X amount of days by one person. Mm-hmm. Now, I had a little bit of a, a, a scrap with somebody on social media about, well, I guess she didn't watch wrestling in the 80s then. I'm like, dude, I started watching wrestling in the 80s. And the superstars back then were a lot different than they are now. Like, you could put the title on several different people nowadays. Oh, absolutely. Back then, you couldn't do that. No, you basic. You were lucky if you had a technical superstar. Yeah. 
in the 80s. Because, uh, and honestly... And even in the 90s. Honestly, because of the way the territories were ran, you have one guy that would run, run one region and one guy that would run another region... And it was just like, you know, and mm-hmm. there was only one, there was only one Hulk Hogan. There was only one Ric Flair. There was only one Ronnie or Randy Macho Man Savage, one Rowdy Piper. <laughs> there was only a handful of guys that were even on the level of anything. Right. And with the women's division the way it is now, there are so many good talents out there. And I'm sorry, but Oscar. Especially the way she's been being pushed lately and the way she's been doing. Right. She could have totally took that match and won it. Absolutely. Um, yes, Bianca won. And she's still everybody's fan favorite. I get it. But I'm tired, I'm tired of seeing, like I said, somebody hold the title for as long as they do. Because now it's been over a year. Yeah. I mean, she won it last year at WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. Let's... let's Let's get something new. Just like I like to see new titles. And now, now at this point, we're probably not even going to see that shit. Right. Again, we'll discuss that here in a little bit. <laughs> All right, man. Next up, I don't... I think... I'm not sure of the order here. But um, let's go ahead and let's talk about the match that really had the potential to be the match of the night. But an accident during the match has ended up what causing it to not be so great. Hell in a Cell, Edge versus Finn Balor. Uh, Edge um, would throw a ladder at Finn Balor. Finn didn't put his hands up to do the proper, you know, handling of the ladder being thrown at him. and got busted wide open, which slowed down the match a lot. And then uh, not much long later after that, because they needed to get Finn to the back, um, Edge would end up hitting an, ex- an execution from the ladder to pull off the victory over the Demon King. Uh, you know, things are going to happen in matches, and, you know, I mean, they're human beings, bro. Of course. So, I mean, the fact that he didn't get his hands up like he was supposed to or whatever, that shit's going to happen. Uh, I like the fact that they were able to finish the match, Mm -hmm. and they didn't just take him back and scrap the whole thing, because, you know, it's WrestleMania, you gotta finish. Absolutely. Um, and not only that, Hell in a Cell... Yeah, you gotta finish. But, uh, you know, I liked the way it ended. It was a good match. Enjoyed it. Uh, Edge got some redemption after all the crap that he's been put through by the Judgment Day. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, hey, man, cool. And I forgot, it actually ended on a concerto. Not He hit the executioner and then hit him with a concerto, which then officially ended the match. Um, I was actually first, because I didn't realize he had gotten busted so badly... I actually thought it was a spot to get the meds in because I was half expecting Judgment Day to come in and help because, you know, the, the yeah. gate's open yeah. for Hell in a Cell. That's what I'm thinking. I'm like, oh, here comes Judgment Day because they're going to check on Finn, who is now playing possum. Yeah. Because, oh, crap. He's got, and then here comes Judgment Day to come help him um, get in and help beat Edge. But it ended up being a legit injury and stuff, which uh, it wasn't the first time I got fooled into thinking that was a spot <laughs> being worked <laughs> I mean, um, of the night. The, the problem is this, you know, this does happen. I mean, mm-hmm. so it is what it is, and we'll talk about more about what happened to someone else here in just a few seconds. Yes, sir. But first, before we get to that part, we got to, of course, talk about, I honestly think 
this should have been maybe the main event match because of how well it went, even though not was not won by who we were hoping for, but it was still one hell of a match. A triple threat match for the Intercontinental Championship. Gunther versus Sheamus versus Drew McIntyre. This was a brawl. Dude, the way they were hitting each other. Mm-hmm. Oh, sound like meat cleavers, bro. Just pop. And it's like, oh my god, dude, just freaking chop after chop. And every time they punch each other and hit each other, it was just so hard, dude. It was like, ugh, it was as bad, dude. You know they woke up the next morning and just fucking sore as hell. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And then, I mean, and I'm going to give Gunther credit here because Imperium didn't get involved. Exactly. This is a triple threat match. There's no disqualification. I'm just expecting at some point the rest of Imperium to come down and help distract or something to help Gunther out. No, he took care of business himself. Granted, yes, he did pick when someone got hit with a finisher and took care of business that way. But still, he didn't. He picked his spot like I said he would do. He picked his spot. Yeah, he didn't have Imperium come down and go, okay, we're going to just beat, help you beat the crap out of these guys real quick, and then you're just going to easily take the pin. And he didn't, let the, he didn't let them just beat the shit out of each other. He beat the shit out of them, too. Yeah. And he got his ass beat, too. So, mm-hmm. um, for me, it was a good match all the way around. It was a good brawl. Um, and for him to beat Sheamus and Drew McIntyre... Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, but he's on a whole nother level, and he don't need to be holding that damn title. He needs to be going after the Universal title. Yeah. I mean, yeah, the Undisputed WWE Universal Championship, he's probably, he's, he can definitely probably hold his own. Yeah. Against who we'll talk about here in a minute. Yeah. <laughs> but first, let's talk about the other impromptu match. Let's do it. Uh, so, <laughs> Miz, of course, pissed off because he had a face. <laughs> Pat McAfee the night before, because um, of <laughs> Snoop Dogg, <laughs> had another impromptu match, this time against Shane O'Mac. Shane O'Mac um, was coming in, um, started working the Miz pretty well until he got hurt, and he was legitimately hurt, but I didn't know it at the time. Um, I thought he was feigning a spot um, to allow Snoop Dogg, and Snoop ended up taking over and knocking the crap out of Miz, which made it even more fun and entertaining, and also... Landing a people's elbow on the Miz. Uh, turned out though that Shane O'Mac was legitimately injured. He had torn his quad, so like father, like son. And unfortunately, on nationally televised event, even though Vince's, I believe, was on a Monday Night Raw, where this was on, of course, on WrestleMania, so it made it a little bit worse, being that it was on on the biggest stage of the multi-tier quad. But uh, I give Snoop Dogg credit for being able to get, you know control back of the whole situation and take care of the miss itself. <laughs> yeah, man. It was it was quite interesting. Uh, just dram- dramatic all the way around. I mean, it's like, how the hell did he do that? Like, and I seen, it was funny on TikTok, they did, they did a video where it showed Vince, you know, sliding in the ring, hurting himself, and then they went right to freaking Chino Mac. <laughs> hurting himself, I'm like, of oh my gosh, dude! 
I was like, you knew the keyboard warriors were going to go to work on this one, man. <laughs> it's just, it's funny and shit, but yeah, man, it, it made for a good WrestleMania moment. Shout out to Snoop Dogg for improvising on that and making it work. Absolutely, man. So. All right, sir, now it's time for the main event, the match we've been waiting for, the match that we were expecting for over a year on build-up and hype. The head of the table... <clears throat> the tribal chief himself, Roman Reigns, putting his undisputed WWE Universal Championship on the line versus Cody Rhodes. Cody Rhodes and Roman went to war in this match. It was a great back-and-forth battle. And, uh, you know, it, we were starting to wonder who could pull off that one move that would put the other away. And boy, howdy, I was this close to being right on this call because I said it right when, before it happened. Cody's going to need three straight crossroads to put Roman away. And as soon as he was on his third, that's when disaster struck. And here came Solo Sequoia back from the ring with a ref distraction by Paul Heyman to thumb spike Cody for the tribal chief to take care of business and spear Cody to retain the universal WWE, the undisputed WWE Universal Championship. Cooper. Is it time for your rant? Oh my god, dude. How in the hell do you build something for a damn year to let it go like this? Not only that, but I've had the most utmost respect for Roman Reigns. Mm -hmm. After WrestleMania, not so much. Absolutely. And you know why? Because I couldn't do it on his damn own. He was done, bro. It was over. It was over. All they had to do was hit him with that last one, and it was done. You could, he was a limp. It was done. The only reason why he even got away with doing that freaking, that damn spears, because like you said, he gave him the Simone spike, and then he speared him. So yeah. there you go. But I don't like the way Roman Reigns is still talking trash like he did something. You didn't do anything without the bloodline. And what I don't like is Roman Reigns has the potential to do it by himself. He can win on his own and he can lose on his own. I would have respected him either way. Right. But the fact that the bloodline jumps in on this is just, it pisses me off. And this just goes to show that we're not going to get what we want. They want to keep Roman for that thousand-day reign. Mm -hmm. So we all have to endure this for God knows how long now. Yeah, absolutely. Was it? Well, it would have been 55 days off to rest on WrestleMania. We are now on Wednesday. So at two more days, we're at 52 more days. Yeah. At least, as Roman is champion. And I'm in, I'm in agreement with you. If you're not going to have... Cody Rhodes win at WrestleMania. Do not end WrestleMania that way with him. What, like, what the hell? Like, how do you say, you save it for a full fucking year, you make the dude, you make the dude the 30th entry at the Royal Rumble, mm -hmm. you build all of this up just to just piss on us fans. Oh, absolutely. And what, and what's bothering me is this is your Super Bowl. This is your big event. This 
do that ending crap like that at any other pay-per-view. Don't do it on this pay-per-view. I really wouldn't like it on the Rumble. I really wouldn't like it at SummerSlam because, as we both agree, you say Rumble's two, I say SummerSlam's two. It doesn't matter. We both agree it's WrestleMania and it's either one of those two. And you probably can pick at least 100 fans and you almost would probably get a 50-50 split with us. Either way. We really wouldn't like it, but not at WrestleMania for sure, 100%. You can't do that. You can't end it that way. Have Roman beat him fairly square up. If you're not going to put the title on Cody at WrestleMania, do not have him lose by bullshit. Not only that, think about the people that actually paid to go watch this shit. Right. They were invested in the storyline. Oh, absolutely. Who are already kind of upset that you didn't have it as Sami Zayn anyways. Yeah. Because, like I said, my writing would have been better. Because we all know at some point, and they already kind of did this with the Monday after Raw, because now Cody has to do something else. If you haven't seen Monday or the Raw after WrestleMania, go watch it, and you'll see what I'm talking about. Which is going to allow Roman, because he was already scheduled to take some time off after WrestleMania. I would rather have done it the way I said. Let Sammy has stayed with the bloodline all the way till WrestleMania. Have him inadvertently cost him the, a title. What, had, had Roman put one title on the line Saturday night. Not knowing what your main event then is Saturday, Sunday night. Roman's pissed because Sammy cost him. Now he's going to take on Sammy on the main event on Sunday night. Because no one cares. Cody only really cared about the WWE title anyways. We already know that. We already know he wants to turn it back into the Winged Eagle title, which is fine. I think uh, fans have been clamoring for that, actually, before Cody came back. And Cody, and then they just went, oh my god, it's probably going to happen because they're pushing Cody. Obviously, that didn't go out the window. That went out the window. But then you could have then had Sammy win Universal... And that would have been it. And then Roman could have taken the time off. And then he could have came back and done whatever you needed to. When you knew for sure. Because I guarantee there's a point where you knew for sure. The Rock and Roman was not going to happen at this year's Romania. You knew it. Mm-hmm. You had to have known it. For long enough. Because you wouldn't have made Cody win the Rumble anyways if you knew that. Yeah. Therefore, you needed to keep Sammy with the bloodline all the way up to WrestleMania. Maybe kind of have him kind of like start, oh, I'm doing stuff that's kind of irritating. And then he's now going to have to kind of like not interfere, but does end up accidentally interfering with him against Roman or Roman against Cody, which ends up costing Roman. And now Roman's pissed. So he's like, I'm going to take you on on the main event on WrestleMania night two. Sammy's like, fine, but put the title on the line. And then, you know, and then he goes off, does whatever. But since you didn't do that. You, you did the angle where you brought back together Sammy and KO. And if you wanted to keep the title on Roman, fine. Even if you had to go away with the titles, which is still going to piss everybody off. Don't do it that way. There were so many opportunities. You could have had him take three crossroads and kick out. Well... We're going to get down to why this is happening. We know. Because, yeah, we know, are. This is a bunch of bullshit. And there's a certain person involved with this. And there's a reason why this shit's happening. Yeah. And it's because somebody wants to have full-on control of a situation. Yeah. And they finally got that. Yeah. 
Yeah, they did. So, between nights one and two, if you had not heard, we're surprised because it became, everybody kind of knew it going into Sunday morning, and everybody knew it was going to be official Monday morning, which it was immediately Monday morning, as soon as, um, I guess technically business hour started Monday morning, that WWE had finally completed a sale. It was to Endeavor, 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 sorry, Endeavor. I'm so irritated still <laughs> that I'm calling it anything but what it is, which owns UFC. Endeavor in this deal is going to allow Vince McMahon to remain executive chairman of WWE. Dana White, of course, will retain his presidency over UFC. And they and I've even seen the interview with Endeavor and um, Vince McMahon, and they talk about how you know they're allowing Vince to do pretty much. Whatever he wants. And as such, this is what we got. We got Roman retaining in a crappy-ass way. And then the following night on Monday Night Raw, which was a lackluster because everybody pops that says this is the best Raw of the year. I've heard nothing but complaints about it because you only had one return, which was Riddle, which everybody was happy about Riddle returning. But that's all you got because it was still a lackluster Monday. And then you had... Brock take out Cody right before they were supposed to tag team together against Roman and Sequoia. Which then now brings us to, now it's going to be Brock versus Cody for a little bit while Roman's off on his um, vacation or whatever he's technically doing. His time away, basically. Um, and we know, and there's basically that's why we had the Brock Lesnar versus Almost match at WrestleMania. Again, because Vince's guy. And Vince's pet project is basically what that was. Yeah. And so there you go. Um, Cooper, go ahead. Uh, I don't know, man. I, I'm kind of... Kind of the point where I want to boycott wrestling. Until they get him out of fucking power. Because they can say all they want that Triple H is still, you know, over-creative or whatever. creative yeah. He is not. Because if he was, none of this shit would have happened. Absolutely not. And I don't... I, I, You know, we all rejoiced because we were all so relieved it ended up not being the Saudi group, um, investment group. But now it feels like even... I, we still wouldn't have wanted it to be Saudi. Seems it, like, it, it, it seems it's like, like a cool buy... It seems like something that they that, that can they can build on. I mean, UFC guys coming over to WWE, maybe WWE guys yeah. going over to UFC. It's just that the potential of it all is cool, but the main problem is is you still have the old man running WWE. Yeah. Who decided to go back to looking like a seventies porn star, if you haven't seen him. Yeah, Lately, the pencil stash. The, pencil, weird, the creepy ass pencil looking. stash and the complete jet black hair. Weird. It was disturbing. Yeah. He looked like a 70s porn star that's had a stroke at least five times. <laughs> it's disturbing. I don't know, man. I'm really. I love you guys. I love our podcast, but I'm like to the point where I just want to stop watching wrestling. I am so tired of just the fucking bullshit of it all. And that might be the old man in me or whatever. But 
when you see somebody constantly do something where you're not giving the fans anything they want, except for what you gave us the women's championship on SmackDown, that's and, and what Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens, and that wasn't even really what what the fans wanted. They wanted Sami Zayn in the main event, mm-hmm. but they messed that up. Yeah, we know so. When they could have actually just made it a triple threat, it would have been fine. Yeah. Or do what you said, night one, night two. It's. Ah. Uh, it's just disturbing. It's hard, dude. It's hard to be a wrestling fan when, for one, you get picked on for being one in the first place. Yeah. And then when you're, you know, you're invested in it and you've spent all this money, time, whatever, and your, you know, your life into this. I guess sport, business, whatever it, it's hard because you don't want to walk away from it. But at this point, it's like, is it gonna change? It doesn't feel like it. Right. So, I don't it's, know. it's insane. I'm just saying the I least. I don't. I don't know if if I don't know, guys. I don't know. Cooper's kind of on this like I don't want to watch wrestling type crap right now. Yeah, I mean, it's just, it's disheartening to see that you were so close to seeing something come to fruition. Like I said, and I'm sure there's people who agree with me, and you kind of do. If you're not going to put the belts on Cody at WrestleMania, don't end it that way. No. Any way of just having Roman beat him one-on-one straight up. Would have been so much better. You know what I'm getting tired of, though? Roman. (laughs) Not only that, but Cody Rhodes built AEW from the ground up. Mm -hmm. Okay? He made himself the American Nightmare. Mm -hmm. He did that all in the honor of his dad. He has the chance to come back to WWE and do the one thing his dad did not do. Not that he couldn't do, but just didn't do because of who's in control. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's just, it's ridiculous. And the other, like, let's be honest, the only reason why Dusty Rhodes came back to WWE back in the day was because they needed the money. He needed a job. So he did the, you know, did the right thing and and got a job back with WWE. But if he never went back to him, I wouldn't have blamed him. No. Because they didn't treat him right. No, they did not. And now they're not treating Cody right, and it's just... How dare you? Well, I mean, they didn't trade Cody right the first time, really, either. No, but the first time, he he was a kid, and he's, he's a lot different now. Yeah. Um, If it was the Cody, you know, back back in the day, you know, Dash and Cody Rhodes or whatever that we'd be talking about, it wouldn't be the same argument. I'd be like, whatever, Roman won. Roman won. Yeah. But this is the American Nightmare. And this is the legacy he's trying to 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 fulfill. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, he had his daughter and his wife there. 
I mean, like, honestly, bro, it's like, how dare them? How dare Vince, basically. Because we all know it's Vince. Everybody can say what they want. Thanks, Triple H is trying to screw Cody over because of their feud they had when AEW first started. No. It's not that. No. Triple H doesn't give a shit less about what happened back then. He would put the title on Cody at WrestleMania if he was allowed to do it. Uh-huh. Or at least he wouldn't have had it be a loss like that. Because I don't think Triple H likes that shit. I really don't. Because we've seen Triple H win matches where he doesn't win because of bullshit interference. Not really. Especially late in his career, he didn't really do that. You know? And and he And he respects the whole industry. Does he talk a little shit? Of course he does, because he's Triple H. He's, that's just who he is. That's the game no matter what. He's going to talk a little shit. Yeah. But you don't think to tell me that if he didn't have the opportunity and it made sense, because he said it, if it's made sense financially and business-wise, he would work with AEW with something. Yeah. He said it. It made, cause it, it, But it has to make sense. If it doesn't make sense, which it... He obviously it hasn't made sense yet, which is why it hasn't happened. But if it made sense, where it would help both businesses, especially you know, really help WWE in a certain way, because he doesn't see it right now and as a help for him. It's wrestling as a whole, and mm-hmm. really, if you know wrestling, like we know wrestling, especially now, getting a chance to go behind the scenes on some of the independent stuff. Yeah, it's a community, dude. Oh, absolutely, and. I mean, of course, there's there's squabbles between families in the community or whatever, but mm-hmm. like as a whole, if it makes sense and it's it's good for business, yeah, they come together on that shit. Oh, absolutely. So I mean, it's just for me, it's just what is this, man? Yeah. This is just it's it's head scratching. It's it's. No matter what you say, endeavor about what you're doing, you really need to have him on a trial basis. If it's not working out, go back to Triple H. Because he knows what he's doing. He was pushing the right people. We are finally getting out of that, you know, limbo with Vince. Where, you know, it was just the same shit every night. Yeah. And now it's like, Totally scrapped and right back to Brock Lesnar being Brock Lesnar. Absolutely. All right, man. Well, let's wrap this up because we're getting longer than it needs to be. But, but, but um, like I said, man, uh, I don't know, you guys. We'll come back at you every now and then with wrestling talk. But right now, I'm I'm really irritated with it. Yeah. We might have to uh, start watching AEW or something for a little bit. Probably. A little um, change of pace because I'm tired of this crap. There's supposed to be a big announcement tonight. I don't know if we've if it's happened yet. But yeah, so. Probably they got Jay White. <laughs> <laughs> after all that, Jay White was supposed to show up on the Raw, Raw after Mania, and he didn't. And now it's looking likely he's not going to, and now it's looking like he might end up in AEW, and that might have been the announcement. There you go. By Tony Khan. Um, if we haven't seen it because it's 9 o'clock and we've been doing this. Um, so... We'll be back again. Um, we should be back again this week. Hopefully tomorrow, if we can, depending on timing. We've got to do some sports talk. Basketball season is about to wrap up. 
Baseball season just started heating up because it's officially underway. Um, we'll give our predictions for the how we think the divisions are going to run out, um, make our playoff prediction and World Series prediction. Uh, basketball, of course, and then uh, we'll probably throw in some NASCAR in there too for that as well. Sounds um, like fun, man. Yes, sir. I'm kind of glad that baseball starts because that's our first official thought of spring. So that's going to be awesome. Um, as then we move from spring to summer. And then uh, I can't wait because right after that, it's football time again. <laughs> yeah, it's football season, yes. man. Gotta love it. Yes, sir. Um, and again, nothing's happened majorly in football, so that's why football talk's still going to be on hiatus, which is kind of good because it gives me time to prepare for the draft um, special that we'll be doing. Um, well, of course, when we do the pre-draft, and we'll, like I said, we'll probably give our picks for who we think will be in the top ten. I think Cooper and I will might do a back and forth draft ourselves. I'll top, grab the top 50, and we'll just do a top 10 draft between you and I on the podcast. We'll do a back and forth. So, um, that might be fun. Yeah. We'll, um, maybe we'll do a coin flip to see who gets to be the evens and who gets to be the odds, and we'll go from there. Sounds good, man. All right, man. So I'm looking forward to that. That's, of course, going to be later on this month um, because the draft is still, I believe, about 20 days away or Three weeks officially, actually tomorrow, I believe it's three weeks from tomorrow. Cool. So it gives me plenty of time to prepare us for that episode. And then, of course, we will then, of course, do a draft recap on uh, the following week after the draft. So looking forward to it. Give me fun, man. Yes, sir. So that will do it for us here at Sports Talk. And as always, keep on talking sports. Hey, everyone. This is Big Man. This is Cooper. We hope you enjoyed our latest episode, but be sure to check us out on our social medias. On Facebook at Cooper Big Man. Our Facebook page, Sports Talk with Cooper and Big Man. On Twitter at Cooper underscore Big Man ST. On Instagram, also at Cooper Big underscore Big Man ST. At TikTok at Sports Talk dot Cooper dot Big Man. Or you can email us at Sports Talk with Cooper in Big Man. That's Sports Talk. W-I-T, Cooper, the letter N, big man, and that's at gmail.com. Thank you for tuning in, and we love you guys for checking us out. Be sure to catch us on our next episode.